Hey, hey, Rambo. Hey, hey. Oh boy. What a busy week it's been since we last talked. We always do this. We always <laughs> end after a busy time and things seem to trickle down. We're always like, hmm, I wonder what they're going to do next. I wonder what's going to happen next. And boy, do they serve it up. Starting with Ghislaine straight soon as we finished recording, that was. Yeah. Literally the next day, the next, the day after we recorded and we were like, what's the universe going to give us? Yeah. Ghislaine Maxwell sentenced. She got 20 years and uh, um, R. Kelly sentenced the same day to 30 years. Yeah, we had the politician over here the next day after that, that resigned for like sexually sexual stuff, groping, groping other people and promising them jobs. So what was his was, name? His, his name was Michael Pincher and he was oh pinching boy. bums. Oh, boy. Like- of course he was. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. It's always in the name. The the entire character is somehow it's like a fractal within the the kernel of the name is the character itself. The Mister Pinchers pinching butts. Big big surprise. <laughs> and you know, that was and like- big news at the time. It was front page news over here. And then, you know, Ghislaine, <clears throat> her, her name in French is, is Ghislaine, but every news commentator that you'll ever, you know, official, official people are calling her Ghislaine. In all these headlines, when you look into it, they, they always kind of do. Um, what, where do you think, where do you think they're going to go with her? What, wh- where? Well, you know. Suicide? Yeah, I think she's just going to take the Epstein route. I think Appeal. that. They still haven't shown us a mugshot. She's been in custody for a you know a year plus many 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 months and we have zero proof proof of life zero no no footage no nothing none of her you know no cc you know security footage from the jail nothing we have nothing to show that an individual living and breathing named Ghislaine Gislaine Maxwell we have no proof that she's actually there other it's, than the media, that's than, the only Other than proof. the media and other than the media machine. And, you know, I do feel we said this once, we'll say this again. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. That's true. That is, that's, that's a hundred percent true because he simply didn't exist. If you don't exist, you don't have the facilities to kill yourself. It's just, it's a one-to-one. It's impossible. So we've said before <laughs> that tagline is said to subconsciously make you think he was alive to begin with do you know yeah. like that, it's like a, the double either that, ball either that yeah <laughs> you know it's designed for so many things it makes you think that oh yeah he he didn't kill himself because he was murdered like it makes people think that there's either um a, a more nefarious uh, situation at play you know he was actually killed in jail by by uh, someone who wanted to keep him silent or keep the the truth from coming out so that's what mo- so most people think other people think like oh maybe he's still alive he didn't kill himself which means he's still alive and all these tragedies and traumas are going to continue into infinity, you know, and then the, was the never here. The, and do you know yeah. what people mm, post you pictures mm, mm, of him? They post little short video clips and I seen you the other day post about Jizz Lane. Jizz um, Lane. Somebody had quote tweeted it saying like, well, what about all these pictures then? Like of Epstein, do you know, like, and obviously it's built, it's all built for us to have all those pictures on it's online again like the with Epstein we've we've posted many examples of how they can do that 
whether it be prosthetics, whether it be mm-hmm. CGI, whether it be like mm-hmm. just a just all fully computer graphics, and even what mm-hmm. we're thinking is a mask is mm-hmm. also just computer graphics. You know, yeah. You know, it's so interesting. The uh, all of his images to me trigger the uncanny valley. The his yeah. image, his imagery, his photos of Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell as well. Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein. They just look unreal to me, the photos and videos. So that's one thing. But then remember when we saw after his quote unquote suicide, how we saw his death, you know, him being wheeled out on the stretcher and everyone was like, that doesn't look like Jeffrey Epstein. That doesn't, that looks like a different guy. Some people were saying it looked like Hillary Clinton. Yes, the ears, always the ears. Someone said that it looked like Hillary Clinton's brother or something. It was, everyone was just going wild. I mean, it didn't, it didn't look like Jeffrey Epstein. It, the, the representation that we've been shown through the the magnified lens of the media, it didn't look like that guy. It looked like a different guy. But I think that this goes to show, you know, they for that that uh, ambulance picture. Who knows what they could have used? They all we go through. This is all your territory, Aramba. They could have had, you know, uh, uh, any old person on that stretcher. Some people were saying it looked like Anthony Bourdain. Like the ears are exactly like Anthony Bourdain. So it could have been another character on the stretcher or the stretcher photo might have been manipulated in some way it could have been wholly unreal could have been nobody no no actual ambulance taking whisking anybody away because all of this is is theatrics it's all where was it all happening theatrics. yeah that's we only seen it on the news and it was in another person maximum. has seen him um, mm. it's I, I always thought it but someone uh, someone said it and it kind of like there is ben stiller Jeffrey oh, Ep- as Epstein. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I feel like when he visited Zelensky, when Je- when um when Ben Stiller had that photo opportunity with with Vladimir Zelensky, and they were like glad handing, and just uh, Ben Stiller was praising him as the the greatest hero that ever was. You know, two actors acting. That's when. That's when I think that the connection in my mind, I was like, dang, he really, really, really does look like Epstein, you know? Yeah. And then you've got the Ghislaine and the always show us these two sisters and the, remember that photo op they done? And it was outside that burger place. Mm -hmm. Oh, In-N-Out Burger when she was, yeah. And that was when she was in hiding. Yeah. Quote unquote in hiding. And we got this insanely Photoshopped image of Ghislaine Maxwell in front of a in and out burger outside eating her reading a book eating her burger totally undisturbed totally unperturbed about anybody around her being caught being seen you know that that image circulated for quite a while and it was noticeably altered it was noticeably photoshopped there were some some very clear anomalies within the photo itself and then about a week later i feel like people started catching up like so many people were noticing the anomalies in the photos that that um, news outlets started to have to report about, oh, this image has been digitally altered or something. You know, they they started to, to you know, get with the program only because people were noticing. So they have to, once the jig is up, you know, they got to follow suit. And so, but of course, nobody's talking about the the digital alterations as Oh, a, a ground like up. The whole body, <laughs> yes. everything. Yeah. The base of the pyramid is, is non-existent. Yeah, it's, it's um, like those couple of clips of a kind of talking on the stand at some sort of conference or something. Yes. Seen those. I believe that was her ocean project. She was, mm. she was talking to the, to the crowd for some, you know, 
yeah. the crowd. Was there, there, we never see the crowd. Exactly. She <sighs> appeared to be giving a speech to an audience. That's what assumptions. Our brain makes these assumptions when we're presented this imagery or, you know, these little bits and bites, our brain will fill in the rest. So you see Ghislaine Maxwell on what appears to be a stage speaking to what appears to be an audience, even though we don't see anybody in the audience, but your brain kind of makes that connection. Oh, she must've been in front of people. She must be real. She's been so, given speeches. Yeah, so we've got audience. all these pictures, all these videos for anyone who's new to listening. Now, could we kind of explain, could you explain the legal side of things of how they oh yeah how they become fake and how that person that we're seeing on screen and on pictures yeah can have all this have a real name and have properties and have court case well court cases how they can yes you know okay so my initial crack in the illusion the initial crack in the illusion for me was triggered by the uncanny valley vibes of the photos i just started registering the photos of jeffrey epstein and glenn maxwell as unreal and that was undeniable, even though I didn't have yet, you know, a, a broad understanding that I, that I, that I do now that I carry with me now, the initial crack that's that first spidering in, in the ceiling of the, the glass ceiling was that they, they did not appear real. Okay. So soon after that, I started putting two and two together for a lot of things. You know, how do they do this? How do they, how do they, if, if, if they're not real. Like how, how does this sustain? And I realized that there is an entire world within the legal system to allow for this. It's called legal person, legal entity. There's natural people that are, you know, born into this world. You and me, you know, we're, we're a natural born person and we have a whole host of rights and responsibilities. And, uh, we can, we can enter into all sorts of contracts and all sorts of endeavors and all of those contracts and endeavors are tied to our natural person name me so I can buy a house I can get married I can get into extraordinary amounts of debt should I choose you know I can do all these things and I'm on the hook me well there's a there's a there's another avenue for this there's you can set up a legal entity. Anyone can do this. A corporation could do this. A, a group of people can do this or an individual can do this, but a, a, a legal entity can be set up that is granted all of the rights, all of the rights, restrictions, and responsibilities through the legal system that an individual, a natural born citizen, you or me would be granted. And this legal entity can enter into, like I just said, contracts. It could buy real estate, get into extraordinary amounts of debt. Amass, win the lottery. Win the lottery. Yes, yes, yes. And it's, it's in, in, speaking of win the lottery, Zorro Trust, the trust company that owned Zorro Ranch, Jeffrey Epstein's ranch in New Mexico, Zorro Trust won the Oklahoma Powerball more than once. They won the big prize of the Powerball more than once. A trust account. And we'll go into your lottery theories too, because I think this all all kind of connects. But you know, long story short, the legal system allows for this. We know what shell companies are. We're familiar with this. We, it's we're familiar that there are companies in name only, you know, that are basically just on paper. They're not real companies, but they're set up as these 
these shell entities to conceal certain elements within transactions of other entities or companies. So if one company wants to do some business, but they don't want it to appear that they are doing that business or an individual or whatever, a, a conglomerate group, whatever, they can set up a shell company or a series of shell companies to further and further and further and further uh, evade or or um, put a for the per further buffer between the actual individuals or entities engaging in the transaction and and anybody searching in for for what's actually going on. So the shell companies actually provide a bit of protection and privacy. And you know, there's it's not just like it's not for just evildoers doing evil things. Like when we did the Panama Papers, when we heard about all the Panama Papers and all these rich people having offshore accounts, the machinations and maneuvers of those are all done through shell companies. Shell companies are set up and it's just a series of shell companies. One all more shell robust companies than the rest. can uh -huh. have a human name yes. and be treated like yeah. a human, mm -hmm. even though they're nothing but a name, just like Epstein, just yeah. like Ghislaine. That is company. Basically there was an names. entire Supreme Court ruling not that long ago, and not even a decade ago, I, and where it's basically corporations are people too. They are a body. They are a legal body, a corp, corpse, corporation. They, it, in the eyes of the legal system, a corporation it can have all the same rights and responsibilities as a, as a person. And that corporation, we, we, we hear the word corporation and we think like this big old building a machine and, you know, all lots of people in it and working and, you know, a corporation is just an entity filed and existing on paper. And then anything else can build, be built upon. It can be as big as, as you want, or it can be as, as empty. You know, the, the word shell is, and it, uh, you know, it's a metaphor for a shiny exterior, a bright, dazzling exterior, blindingly beautiful, blindingly brilliant, but on the inside, it's just hollow. It's just hollow. And so these shell companies, they may appear powerful on paper. They're able to amass large amounts of wealth. They're able to transact large amounts of, of wealth, or, or they're able to uh, uh, transact in large amounts of debt. They're able to do all sorts of things that uh, that a quote unquote real company or entity would do, but they're not real. They, they are just figments. They're ghosts. They're legal ghosts. And that's what Jeffrey Epstein is. He's a legal ghost. He's a shell. Just as we know, shell companies exist. Shell people exist too. It's they just exist on pictures pixels. They actually look like shell people. When you they look do. anyone who's not looked at the images with a new kind of set of eyes have a look, go back and have a look at pictures of Epstein where they're with Trump and stuff the eyes that they're, they're not in the same room in mm -mm. those pictures with like Trump and stuff like that right the eyes either have it or they don't Rambo we know that the eyes are the windows to the soul that's what we've been told the eyes are the windows to the soul and when I look a lot of a lot of these pictures what triggers my uncanny valley vibes okay and uncanny valley is uh it's a phenomenon that every human being is hardwired with. We have, I don't know why I, I don't have the explanation and it, and it actually hasn't been explained why we are set up with this, but every single human being has a mechanism inside that is triggered when they encounter something that appears to be human, but isn't, you know, it, it starts, there's this, there's this bell curve 
you know, we think of like, um, you know, when you see a robot that looks really, really robotic and it's like moving around like this and, you know, it's like shaped like a humanoid, but it's obviously a robot that doesn't trigger our uncanny Valley vibes because it's not trying to appear human-like it's still in its robot form. We're okay with that. It doesn't make us feel weird or heebie-jeebie, but once that robot like once you, once you actually put a real skin, like once you skin that robot and it has like a, you know, like a silicone exterior and it can move in a way that a human does and it's getting closer and closer and closer. It's got like real skin and real hair. You know, I put real in air quotes. It can look just identical to a human. Nearly identical. feel there's like when I look at off. those pictures of them or videos of them. It gives us the creeps. something to feel that it's not. It's a feeling. Uncanny Valley is a feeling within ourselves. And if we feel it kind of in the pit of our stomach, it's like a heebie-jeebie vibe. I don't know how to, it's a creep factor, creep factor a hundred. You know, we just get this like sinking sensation in our tummies when we encounter something that is almost, almost real. Like it's like on the verge of being real, but you really can't replicate it. You really can't replicate at to this point, like you, you, there, there's a separation. There's a separation between the real and the unreal. And I feel like that divide, that chasm, even though it's appearing to get narrow and narrower, I feel like it's actually getting wider and wider because we're getting hit to this. Like we, our uncanny valley is kind of saving us from this because I think we're being shown all day, every day through our screens, we're being shown these unreal entities. And many people are fooled. You know, many people are like, oh, that's- what People are, are what fooled are people by are the headline though. Like that they've true. been dragged, they that's hate true. them people, you know, straight away and they're not even real. So they might- and They don't even miss, think. They skip the- um, they yeah, they don't think, think to think that that person yeah. is. But once you're introduced there. to this concept, you know, for me, it was going to this person does not exist.com. Yeah. That, that started before I woke up, I was, I was interested in this person does not exist.com. I think 2018 or 2019 is when I first came upon that site, just as, you know, like almost an oddity, like, what is this? Someone had sent it to me and I remember you know, not realizing that these faces were fake. You, this person does not exist.com is machine is a website where you go and every single face, it's just a face. And then you press refresh and it's another face and you press refresh and it's another face. And it's just a series of, of faces. And these faces are all computer generated. But unless you know that, unless you are aware of that, you may just think it's a repository of faces, people you'd see off Facebook. Like you, you would have, you're not triggered to that, to the knowing, the understanding, the, the intellectual uh, uh, facet that these people are not real. But once you do, once you learn that, once you are hip to that, your brain becomes, becomes you see trained. It instantly, yeah. don't you? Like, instantly, instantly. It's a posted of Ghislaine and a, I actually tagged the, no, this person does this not person exist. Does not exist dot com. Yeah. <laughs> if you've never is been it, to this person does not exist, this person does not exist com. It's a fascinating exploration because when you first look at it, the first face you see, it's going to look pretty real. Like if this is your first time going, it's going to look, the first one's going to look real. The second one's probably going to look real. The third one's probably going to look real. But the more you are, keep in mind that none of them are real, no matter how good they look, none of them are real. And then you keep refreshing, you keep refreshing. Your brain will, a, a switch will actually flip in your brain and you will be able to cognate with great ease that these faces actually look unreal. And then, and, get, and then, yeah. Yeah, you get people saying though, but then how could that then interact and be on a body and all this stuff? I've had that asked to me before. And then you go to the 
that even if it's just an example, the Samsung neon projects, that is how yes. then you would move that this person's face that doesn't exist onto a body that also yeah. doesn't exist. Samsung Samsung's Project Neon is hyper realistic, real time 3D graphics in a sense that it it actually almost looks like you're watching video, like you're watching real time, real time rendering, real time 3D rendering of an identity that looks photorealistic, like a human being and communicates like a human being, has the entire vocabulary and mannerisms and facial expressions and micro expressions and macro expressions and everything that, it, that you would expect to see from a human being. Like if you were FaceTiming someone, just they give you everything, give you all the things that humans give. And this is Project Neon was developed as these live, almost live um, assistants, these, these, uh, hello, how can I help you? You know, these live talking assistants where you can get, you know, interact with them. Um, I mean, there's, there's a whole bazillion uses that this type of technology could, could take on. But when it was first debuted at CES, which is consumer electronic show in 2020, that's when project Samsung came onto the big, big splashdown. This is right before coronavirus. This is right before, uh, I believe it was in January of 2020. Just ready for all the news for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they basically let the public in on this technology that what we understand as 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 realism, human realism, that can be rendered in real time, live in real time in 3D, 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 3D graphics before, renders, computer graphics. For Samsung, there was another example that was quite viral, and I, I got it from you, to be honest, and it was the car crash where the two guys died and they recreate them for the families and oh. they're talking about have you, and it, that yeah. again is this re, and that is old that's i think that's like 2014 mm-hmm. so they've done this one. for holocaust uh victim you know people that supposedly died in the holocaust they they recreated them and reanimated them. Kim Kardashian, Kanye West done bought for this for, yeah, yeah, he reanimated Kim Kardashian's dad's whole persona and and gave him a message to say that has never been said before and it was in his voice and his intonation with his mannerisms with everything they basically reanimated this character and um that is possible through our screens what we see through our screens can is is lifelike in such a way that it's it's nearly nearly indistinguishable for the for the the untrained eye you know yeah, we think we can only see it through our screens, but then what about like they have like the just the other week they had an ABBA concert, which was oh. all the people was all the holograms, but they looked so real. Yeah, and people were cheering at the crowd, same as the Queen the other week, where everyone was cheering at the hologram Queen. Yes, but yeah, and you have the two pack hologram, and I think oh, we Echo kind Chala. of yeah. make with the two pack one when I watched that one, we kind of made it. It looks real. Yeah, slightly though, that it is a hologram cartoony. Yeah. We've talked about this many times. They give us, I believe they give us like a toy version to play with in the sandbox. Us little, us little kids here on planet earth. They, they, um, I think that everything that we understand as quote unquote advanced technology has always existed and it just gets rolled out to the public in drips and drabs over time in a very calculated way 
to where we are absorbing and accepting certain technologies and advancements and not really thinking about the bigger picture and re- really never thinking that this stuff is has has always has always been and is way more advanced than what we think way more is the advanced yeah. version yeah and many people will say like oh yeah the government technology is decades ahead of what they show us I, yeah yeah totally i i i agree i agree that what actually exists is way ahead but it's i don't believe that there is a technology advancement actually happening i believe that everything all of what we understand as advanced is just is has existed does exist and we just get it over time as as a public and then we think it makes us you know the the adoption process they introduce certain technologies and we get familiar with it. Like the Snapchat filters. I believe those were rolled, rolled out in 2016. You know, I like to say you, at first it was like the puppy dog ears and the little tongue coming out of your mouth. When you'd move your face left and right, the puppy dog ears would move. And, you know, it, and then it started getting more and more sophisticated where it wasn't just puppy dog ears. It Turn was into entire, a baby yes, a, or a horse, and a woman or, or a man or yes, a horse, <laughs> whatever you want. Like, it, like identity, real time identity, mapping facial mapping where they can map on an identity onto an, an another face and you know move you can move around in real time and it'll stay with you and it, that has existed they, they i mean that that is wild technology but again they give us like a play version that we that we you know in snapchat that we can play with or an insta filters and stuff and it it never is quite perfect the precision is always off like you said and again, that's so we that's so we believe that all that exists is this imperfect version of the technology. Yeah. But that you know that we think we can recognize, but we can't. Like, do you remember that video that kind of went viral? And there's this guy, and he's talking, and then he, he goes, and this isn't even my face. And then his face changes, and he goes, neither is this one, and his face changes Ooh. again. And- He's got yes. the pen. He's holding a pen, and he's like, "Neither is his pen." Neither is his pen. Everything's mm-hmm. fake, but at the first impression, is it's all real? Do you know? Yeah. yeah. And there was Will Smith did a similar one where he's like, "Hey guys, I'm here on the beach," yeah. and then all of a sudden he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm in a blue screen. No, I'm not. I'm in a whatever." You know, and it just kept getting yeah. the the levels of unreality. It's like a mockery, I think that it, it just does like, kind of feel like a mockery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wholly unreal. I mean, this was. This was our original. We've never really deviated from this original kernel of exploration that what we are being shown is a simulation of reality. It's it's unreal. It's it's um we're being presented through our screens all day, every day through all of our devices. We're being projected an unreality that we have accepted as reality. We've onboarded this, this simulated oh, reality. reality. Yeah, and we believe it and we live it. And, and it affects it, us so deeply. It yeah. affects our whole, I mean, I can't, we just had, okay. So it's today we're recording on the 5th of July. Yesterday was the 4th of July here in America. It's like, woo, the, you know, our biggest holiday, Independence Day, the birth of our nation in 1776. We It's a, a day to celebrate freedom, quote unquote, independence, quote unquote. <sighs> well, 
before we even get into like what happened on, there was like all these mass shootings that went down, you know, and these, these parades. And when I say mass shootings, I'm using them in air quotes because I do not believe them to be actually real traumas and tragedy tragedies. I think that they were all manufactured chaos events to make things seem really scary for the people that were actually there, but no real trauma was perpetrated. Um, just a really chaotic scene, but just the, just the notion that our country as a whole is celebrating independence and celebrating freedom. When in fact we are prisoners, we are prisoners of our own minds. The vast majority of, of the nation is under a dream spell, is asleep, is dead asleep because we have been, we're sleepwalking. We're sleepwalking through this existence. All of the deception through the through the lens of the media, the the narrow prismed lens of the media, has pr- has proven to keep us fast asleep. You know, and because we believe it, we believe not independent and not free. Yes, <laughs> you, uh, we have. You're no relying on the news, thought. and you're doing basically what the what it's telling you to do. Do you know? Yeah. And, and like, was yeah. there like a shooting yesterday? What was it like? Six people. Yes. died and the guy had, I, i've only seen it briefly the um, robert crimo yeah rob crime rob crime the third and he yeah, looks holy third, unreal. Of course just look at third. his pictures i don't even want to talk about this guy honestly because it's so unreal it's 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 comically no. unreal the name we talk about the name the, the, the colonel the, we like we opened up at the top the 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 character is in the name his name is crime, Rob crime, like theft. His, yeah. Know. Check that picture out. Anyone who's yeah, oh my you have God, it. that's it's so that. fake. It's and so you know fake. what? It's that blue, the blue background again, again yeah. uh-huh. the same as the Sandy Hook guy, mm-hmm. the same as the Nashville guy. The he same looks as like the Sandy Hook guy. The, the yeah. Uvalde shooter. And this guy, it's like they're having a laugh, to be honest, I'd say. Yeah. And you know, and the 4th of July is all about fireworks and stuff. And I, you know, fireworks can sound like gunshots. They really can. There's, they can sound like big booming. You, one could mistake a firework for a gunshot or, you know, the other way around. But I think what happened at this parade is there was just a loud, some loud sounds that were heard and then people freaking out. And then that was enough just a small, like a small spark of this illusion. Yep. Everyone starts running, you know, the smallest of sparks, the smallest of sparks can, can inflame an entire forest. And, um, I think that that's what happened. Like when I watch the videos, it's, you know, there's someone that, Oh, there's always someone that recording, you know, there's always, there's always some TikTok that gets released like as the main thing. It's, it's silly at this point, but so if you watch the, the main TikTok that's going around is people is someone filming the, the fun parade, the bands walking down. And then all of a sudden there's like loud pop, pop, pop. And then everyone, or at least the person holding the camera turns and starts screaming and then chaos begins to ensue. But if you actually watch the video, when they turn the camera and start screaming, there's a, a couple, there's a couple of people sitting next to them and they don't register or react to anything. They're still smiling and clapping. There's, and so they're not, it's, it's like a total disconnect. It's a composite. It's a, it's a compilation of, of, 
of situation. I don't think it's a true video because if someone started screaming or a, if gunshots really went off and then someone started screaming next to you, just that a human natural reaction would be to, to turn and turn and see what who's screaming. Why are they screaming? What's going on? But the people next to the screaming people were just clapping and smiling, you know, as if nothing was going on. And it was just, it just use TikTok though ugh. for those reasons, don't they? Yeah, it makes always. it real. We can all use it. We can all make videos on it, but they, they use it quite a lot. And that incident, I haven't even really had a look and I just got the name. I seen the name, which is funny, but that, that pitch is hilarious. Might yeah. post that in a bit alongside a few of us. It reminds <laughs> me, it reminds me of this meme from a long time ago where there was like a leprechaun, like a news, a news, a news station was reporting on like a leprechaun on the loose or something like a crime. Uh, have you seen this man? And it was like a drawing of a leprechaun. Ridiculous. But that's what this new perpetrator looks like. It looks like a drawing. It looks so unreal. It's car- it's so cartoon like. He's got this and he's got this big tattoo. He's got a big tattoo of a rose on his neck. Oh, guess how old he was? It was um Was he 33? Uh, nope. 22. It always oh. is when it's the shooting <laughs> stuff, yeah. isn't it? The, you know, the terrorism, yes. the terrorism kind of instance. Yep. It's always a 22 there. Yeah. Every time. And that big rose on his neck, you know, rose is shorthand for uh deception. Subrosa means in Latin done under the guise of secret anything done in secret secretive and so you know it's just it's deception if this is all just this you know what else deception joe what day it is today we're talking about deception sunday oh today's the day that they're supposed to turn it back on yeah for the first time in three years they're doing now run three oh boy what do you think is cern what do you think is cern i I think just a big hoax and there is no sir. me too oh for sure <laughs> like i because yeah. it's too like it's been people talking about it for days and days like i think it's just all just another another yeah. lie like yeah. and remember the year tom hanks went there and the headline <laughs> was hollywood comes to cern yeah there hollywood is cern yeah you know, like, yeah I think it's I think it's all fanciful illusion. I and really they have do. that big statue outside, that satanic kind of thing, mm-hmm. whatever kind of point. Yep. Yeah. The destroyer. Then, yeah, Shiva the destroyer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not sure at all. And inside me, tries... I feel CERN doesn't exist. And if you look yeah. inside when you've seen like the little clips of what's inside, it's just all tinfoil like the moon landing. Yeah. <laughs> it's I think it's all the- theatrics, you know, scientific theatrics. And they always tie CERN. Which is, uh, I'm not sure what C-E-R-N stands for, but it is the European Organization for Nuclear Research. So maybe in Switzerland, those words actually um, make C-E-R-N. But um, I don't believe in nuclear. You know, I don't believe that nuclear technology is the big bad boogeyman that they have always set it out to be. So they're already, already that it's like this nuclear... (laughs) research lab or whatever that's already that's already like a number one red flag for me it comes after pride that they could bring us something now right and and Uh say oh it was cern like this was because of the cern Uh and then i've done a thing pride comes before the fall Mm. pride month and then now pride month ends and then bam the the running run three of cern yeah you know 
And CERN in within the conspiracy community, CERN always gets tied to what the Mandela effect, you know, everyone always says that CERN's previous attempts, whenever they collide those particles, you know, whenever that's what apparently that's what is done. Like they, they blast together these opposing particles so fast that something is created in that collision, you know? It's the Large Hadron Collider, you know, so they're colliding these elements at at, at incredible speeds and something is supposed to combust and something is supposed to happen in that, in, in that collision. I don't, I don't think any of this is true, but they say that whenever they've done this in the past, that that is times that were, where our timeline, the power is so intense that it actually creates a whole new timeline. And that's what gets our Mandala effects. We I do feel they're going to bring something from it. I do feel like whatever they're saying, but it's there's a reason why they're letting everybody know, and it's like big news that this is oh, yeah. going to be run three. And I think they so, so they can say, oh, this is, or let conspiracies come out that, oh, this has happened because of the CERN, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting if the aliens come and it's like, oh, we shouldn't have ran that CERN the third time? So when you type you know? it in one of those little the little tabs on Google is can CERN open up a black hole in the sky? That's like Mm. one of the most asked questions. That's interesting. Mm. So the third run of CERN is expected to go on for the next four years. So it's not just a single wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And done where they, they, they try to collide and then, you know, hit it and quit it. It is a ongoing cycle. Apparently, (laughs) but I don't believe what they're doing is actually real. We don't, this is, I mean, okay. So what you said about the, the black hole, you know, that's dark matter, which is invisible matter believed to exist from observations of the cosmos, you know, like we are able, NASA looks out into space and they're able to observe these, these large areas, large portions of, of dark matter, which, which, you know, the black hole concept is that there's no light within it. There's, but it's a massive of extraordinary energy that's sucking all of the contiguous energy into it. And basically once something goes into the black hole, it never comes out. I don't, I don't believe in outer space. So all of this just sounds like a cartoon. All of this, the, all the, the framework around CERN sounds cartoonish to me. It all does. Like everything that, that CERN is concerned with is fiction. It's, it's all fictional. It's all fictional. I don't believe they're doing actual real scientific research for anything here on the planet other than keeping us asleep, asleep asleep through the, through these layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of deception. You know, we are the, we are the projects, aren't we? Yeah, we (laughs) are, we are, we are always, we are the science experiment and we always have been there in science. You know, it sounds like seance science is black magic. Science is science is a way to, to make us believe in the way things work. And if there's anything that, that you and I, within this, within this exploration, that's all we try to uncover is the way they tell us things work. It, it ain't it. It just, you know, we, you know, the opposite way that, you know, the way they tell us our bodies work, (laughs) that ain't it. The way they tell us our economy works, that ain't it. 
the way that they tell us our educational system works or doesn't work like that really ain't it everything banking you know the finance the whole financial sector the way that we think that quote unquote money you know the 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 the, the instrument of, of of money exists and 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 operates that's not really how it actually does none of i think every system and and science being one of those systems education and science science being a big a big tenant of that i think all of our systems are rotten and i think they're rotten to the core because the core of all of them is deception and not truth yeah. we're just a lot of people believe oh it's all about money but it's outside of that you have to think they don't care about money they gave us the money do you know what i mean they gave us yeah it can't be about money, money. it can't be about money money's just created whatever yeah it's not about money like above the average but when it gets to government and it's not about money then is it do you know what i mean once yeah. it's like prime minister they don't that's not about money they're not even earning money i don't believe i don't believe they're earning money right at a certain level within this system money ceases to exist or matter and it does matter on the ground level and i'm counting all of us here on the ground level because it it is it is the carrot money money enables humans tricks money essentially tricks humans into giving our most valuable resource the planet's most valuable resource our time and focused attention human focused energy i believe is the most powerful precious resource in this entire realm and money's essentially worthless <laughs> it's just pieces of paper it really is it's just little data or you know pixels on screen that say what your bank account is you know, or like a little cash, whatever in your pocket or a credit card in your pocket. Like it's, it's all fabricated, but it's enough. The, 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 the illusion around money is so robust that we believe it's real and we will give anything and everything. We will, we will happily give our time, attention and energy in the pursuit of money, this valueless entity. We will give all of our value and in return, receive pieces of paper, worthless yeah. pieces of paper. To buy stuff that we don't really need. To buy need. stuff we don't need. <laughs> to, and, and to get ourselves into, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, entities, the rights, the rights and responsibilities of a legal person or natural person, whatever, like, were we really, are these really, do we really need the right to, you know, have a mortgage, to have a death contract for the rest of our life? It, Everything that we think is a great goal of humanity, you know, you do this and you'll be successful, own a home and you'll, you know, you know, you'll shore up your financial you know, security for the rest of your life or whatever. All these safeguards and securities, it, those are other portions of the illusion. It's a trap. A mortgage in name is a death contract. And I think that because you know, like we, we just, we, we kill ourselves to attain these measurements of success when it, I just think our whole society is set up wrong. I think that we're not doing things the way that we're not living in the way that we could and possibly should be living. We've never been given the opportunity. We are born into a system that we accept. What do they say in the Truman show? We accept the reality with which we are presented. It's as simple as that. We just accept it. You're born into it and you accept it. Kind of like if you're born into a religion. For the majority of your life, you're probably going to engage in the rituals and rites 
of that religion. And then, you know, I think it's pretty normal and natural to question things when you get, you know, to be a little bit older, but you don't ever get out of the framework of, you know, you don't, you never, you may, you may put aside your religion, but you never really take a look at all religions and go, huh, what is this construct? You know, uh, what is this, what is this construct in totality? What does religion with a capital R mean for all of humanity? It's we're, we're incapable of like getting far enough away to see it from above, from see it from far enough away as, as, um, we're in a world of imagination. We really are. Have you, oh. well, the song Pure Imagination. Yes. Come with me and you'll Come see. Come with me. What's that from? What, what, what? World of Pure Imagination. Yeah. Is that Willy Wonka? Yeah. That's Willy Wonka. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring up Disney what you Imagination. Will see will defy explanation. Oh, read that again. Read, do you have the lyrics up? I want to hear that. It says, Come with up. me and you'll you'll be in a world of pure imagination. What you see will defy explanation. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> but we won't have, we won't know to even question. People don't even know to question. You know, that reminds me of Disney, which goes back to space because Walt Disney, it, the character we know is as, as Walt Disney and Disney Corp gave us our entire understanding of space back, back before people were even being taught about space in school. There was a time, there was a time when space wasn't even taught in school and universal studios gave us the globe. Didn't they it? gave us the globe in the twenties. They gave us the, yeah. before we'd ever seen space. So I'll say this when I say seen space, that's an air quotes, but we humans did not, did not get to see what quote unquote space looked like until 1946. 1946 is when NASA mounted a camera on a rocket and shot it up from White Sands, New Mexico. It, and they shot a, they shot a rocket into space and it took a picture back at earth. And this was the first time that we saw the curvature. This is the first time that we saw the planet from space. This is all in air quotes. I don't know how to emphasize that enough because I think this is all imaginary. And the reason I think this is all imaginary is because leading up to this time in 1946, leading up to that, that rocket going up, it, Disney, Disney Aeronautics, Disney had like an arm of, of engineers that were providing and cre creating and providing these manuals, these reference manuals to NASA to give to, cause, cause NASA rocketeer, like this is all brand new. There, there was no rocketeers before a certain point. So, so NASA is starting to hire people so that we can go to space and all this stuff. And nobody knows what to do. Nobody's, nobody has any idea what, of what's going on. And so who provides all of this framework and education, but Disney, Disney actually worked with NASA to teach these, these completely freshman engineers, rocketeers, aeronautics guys to teach them what space looked like, to teach them how space worked. So before anybody knew what it was, Disney was teaching NASA what space was. And then we send a rocket up, take a picture. And guess what? That picture looks exactly like what, what Disney had said. Can you imagine? Disney was right. How'd they know? They just knew exactly what space looked like. And then we go up there and man, that looks and that's exactly never like never been questioned since. Never been really? questioned. Never been questioned. Our entire understanding of space is a Disney cartoon. It was yeah. then. It is now. It is now. It still is. I don't think we've ever been, I don't think we've ever been to outer space. And more and more people questioning it. I don't, I, I don't know. 
I, I know I know a couple of people now that don't believe in space, but they did, and they're not quote conspiracy theories. Oh, tell me about that. What 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 made them? What well, my that? dad, for instance, oh, he Rambo has senior. grown up loving space, spaceships, oh. astronauts. It's only yesterday we were talking. He said, I actually believe, because I was talking about this CERN, to be honest. Yeah. And he said, I'm not surprised if all that's bullshit as well, just like space. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh Ramos Senior, that makes me feel so good. You can teach an old dog new tricks. You can. You can. Oh, that gives me so much hope. Yeah. It gives me a lot of hope, actually. You know, it's, okay, why would they fake space? People are out there like, what? You guys are crazy. Why would they fake space? Well, I think ultimately it's all about deception. They want us, space and dinosaurs, I think, are intrinsically linked as far as education. What do kids learn in school? When we like, kids learn about space and dinosaurs. That's like the first thing kids kids get beat over the head with when they're in primary school. Space and dinosaurs. Why? And Santa. And Santa. Oh, the greatest, the original sin, the greatest deception, the deception that starts within the family unit and teaches all of us that deception is a fun game that we all play with each other. But space is, they want us looking up and out for truth. So space is that up and out. They also want us looking far back. That's dinosaurs. Nobody wants us looking here, now, and within for answers. That is like the last thing that anybody wants is for us to live and in the present say, and seek in seek within the journey. Yeah. I believe the journey is within I mean, all the answers are within us. I think that there's these just like birds know how to fly. Animals know how to care for their young without any teaching and training. I think that there is some pre inside know the truth. Yeah, of- I think the truth is within us. Yeah, the truth is not out there. Like the X-Files said. The truth is out there. <laughs> the truth is not out there. The truth is in here for all of us. It's within us. I do believe that there is a great sea of awakening, a great sea of knowledge that is within our body systems, within our hearts and minds, all just waiting for us to discover, just waiting for us to, to, to come to the realization of. And instead, they've got us looking as far out as possible, literally outer so space. Backwards. And backwards. backwards. Anyway, yes. that- up, back. Forward, and it's you know, all about the yeah, imagination again. It yeah. gets your imagination going, stars and rocks everywhere. And obviously mm-hmm. they wouldn't lie. Like how many people would have to lie to make space real? Oh, the no. same amount of people that lie about, we do the lying, we lie. We lie. Like Santa Claus. We, we don't realize it, but we lie. All those people, yeah. like as a kid, you'd think, well, surely everyone would have to be in the in and on the lie. Mm-hmm. And they are. And you know, I know people. someone that works at NASA. I know someone yeah. that works at NASA and what do they do? They just, they just check numbers that are fed to them. They, they just check math. That is their entire job is they are given a set of data, data points from another department. They, they, they cross reference that, that data with the applicable applied physics, with the maths that they are uh, measuring against with the thrust and the rockets and the acceleration and then this and then that. And then they can say, they, they check the work and then they send it on to another department. They have no idea who is providing these numbers. They it's all just, and NASA works. The, the brilliance of NASA is everything is siloed. No, no single department knows what another department is doing or really who's responsible 
for that department or, or what's really going down in that department. And it's, it's so siloed that you really can't see the whole picture. And so this individual who's brilliant, very, very smart, you know, a, a, a rock, a, 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 you know, a space rocketeer or whatever, like a astrophysicist, seriously, like they are an astro. And that's always been like the joke, like, well, there are no rocket scientists as if rocket scientists are like the smartest people on the planet. Well, this person yeah. is a rocket scientist and they simply cannot see the illusion. I mean, they're so close to it, but they also can't see that within the, the framework of their career, is that just education these... oh, that's true you get locked in that they know more do you know yeah. than the average person right. could or the, the common sense could tell yeah. do you know like it's and all think, down to it... common sense i think and right. maybe education the more education you get the more you feel like the person who isn't educated by the book yeah you know more than you know, but it's not, not true. We, know, we understand this with, with physicians, you know, people that go to medical school and then be are practicing doctors and things, you know, doctors don't really understand the body. Like the medical profession does not understand the human body. It, we're, we're so far from true understanding of how our body systems work, but because they've had this incredible experience of education and are now like $500,000 in debt. And they've been through this some like boot camp basic training essentially with their residency and all this stuff. It's really rigorous. And it, it's, it kind of breaks the, the mind and spirit, you know, by how difficult it is and working these like 48 hour shifts. And it really, it really breaks the human psyche. And I think that that is all a way, this kind of this treachery that, you know, they have to wade through this really treacherous waters to get to the other side, to get to their, you know, degree or whatever, to get to, to be a doctor, to get that lab coat, that white coat ceremony yeah. that they're bought in. They're so bought in that they can't the person question. who hands them that degree would not yeah. lie to them. Right. But the, the government who they've got the, the degree off wouldn't lie. Wouldn't lie. Do you know what right. I mean? And, you know, All in those the, textbooks. Uh, yeah, they've gone there. We are educated. We are the most highly educated that we've ever been and educated in, in, you know, in the sense of, of we have gone to school, but the education system is just a really complex brainwashing device. You know, it just teaches us first. It just teaches us to fill our time with eight hours a day doing busy work you know, that we have to be, it, it, it prepares us for a profession, you know, it prepares us, prepares us for like a typical office job. You know, you get up, you go to school and you're in school for eight hours and then you go home and then that's quote unquote your free time. And that's what you fill with all the hobbies and activities and out, you know, outside of, outside. and then, and then as an adult, we do the same thing. You know, we get up, we go to work, we clock punch the clock in out, you know, out in an eight out of five or whatever. And then we get home and that's when we fit. That's, that's our time, you know? And I think that if we didn't have that like training for all those years of kindergarten through, you know, high school and some, you know, many people into college and graduate degree and all that stuff, but we didn't have that training of how to like fill our time in this way, we wouldn't sign up for these nine to five jobs. Like that would be the idea of giving all of that time away and only having like our time at like the last hours of the day and the first hours of the day, that would be completely ridiculous to us. But, you know, we've been taught and trained through school that this is totally normal, that this is the way things go. And we, we acclimate to, to that experience. And I think, I think the majority 
I think pretty much all of the modern workforce is basically babysitting for adults is, is a place where we go and give our time, attention, and energy so that we're not thinking we're, we're not able, like, again, it's just ways to keep us yeah, away from concentrating ourselves. on something that isn't actually I don't really you. think any of them. It's not even, it yeah. doesn't like a lot of our, a lot of our professions, but we've been made that really we matter. have to go. We have to go. Oh, yeah. Otherwise you can't live in your home. You can't eat. You can't. Right. You know, so the grand in threat. That, you're in a cycle. Yeah. So it's insolvency. Yeah. Everyone believes that if they, you know, if they were to give up the security of the workplace of their job, that they would become insolvent and the world would fall apart. And that yeah. threat is so clear, the clear and present threat of insolvency, you know, and everyone's got these big mortgages and, and car payments and debts up to their eyeballs and, you know, student loan debt and all this stuff. It's like, we are just drowning. We're just drowning as a society in all these, in all these responsibilities that we've entered into. And all of that keeps us hooked in all of that keeps us hooked into this system where we believe that there's no other way. There's no other way to do it other than this way that it's being done. And that's just the only way. And, you know, to anybody out there that's like, well, what do you mean none of, it, none of it's real? You know, there is a, there is real consequence. All this illusion does create real consequence. If I don't pay my rent, I'll get kicked out. That's, that's real. That is real. So money is real in this sense that there are real consequences within it. But our relationship with money our understanding of what money is, I think, is entirely flawed. It all comes think, from belief, doesn't it? Like yeah. the majority believe. Yeah. That's that's all it matters, the majority rules. And if the majority believe that that is all real and we need then right. And they don't call it currency because currency means money. You know, they call it currency because currency means energy. In a current is a measurement of energy and a currency is the flow of that unit of energy, a current, an energetic current. And I believe money is an energetic current that flows, flows in and out of us. We are these little node points within the energetic flow of the currency. And I think that our relationship and behavior around money dictates our, our bringing in and bringing out of money or the flow, the inflow and outflow of money. And I think a life hack with money is generosity. Actually, I think that we can, and I think money is magic. You know, this sounds so woo woo, but I do think that money is magic and it is, it is a, a property that if we are able to, to decouple our like tight vice grip on this, on this, this, this money, like, Oh, I can't do this because money, I can't do that because money, I can't do, I can do anything because of money, you know, like, you, that's a prison. That's a prison that you've constructed for yourself. And I think that if you can reframe your understanding of what money is, the, the tool, the value, the property, the, the, the power of money, I think that it will come in and out of your life in a, in a different way. Um, I, and I think generosity, generosity, of, like a currency, <laughs> like a currency, like a, like a real flow, like a real flow in and out, a, a real flow of this energetic, of this energetic current. And I think that, you know, it's the carrot on the stick. It keeps us forever marching forward, unquestioning and never quite reaching, you know, never quite reaching that, that carrot because, you know, 
we, there are people that get wildly successful, you know, that, that have all this money and wealth and riches and status and success, but they're super unhappy. You know, it doesn't solve, it doesn't, it doesn't solve for, yeah, they may not be worried about their next rent payment. And so that, 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 that worry that they may have had, you know, when they weren't wealthy, that, that, that worry is gone, but it doesn't, it doesn't solve deeper problems, deeper issues within the human psyche. And those deeper issues within the human psyche, I think are, perp- are are planted and perpetrated by all of the false, all the illusions that swirl around us. I, I like to say, you know, the conditioning is a cradle till grave program. It's a cradle till grave brainwashing program from the moment we're born to the moment we expire. We are lied to brainwashed brainwashed. and the conditioning is good. It's good. And sometimes it takes an entire lifetime to unravel it. Like your dad, he's just now, he loves space. He loves space. People love space. It's fun. It's, you know, but once you, there is a moment where if you do, if you can, if you can ask the right questions and you can reframe old, old ideas and old learnings and old teachings. And you can begin to look back at everything in a different way through a different lens. Everything can be rendered in a different light, rendered crystal clear. You know, all the, all the, all the blurriness of, of life can be rendered crystal clear with a Maybe new Maybe it's not as complicated as we're made to, made to It's believe, actually quite you know? simple. Once yeah. you, once you realize this stuff is, is, is unreal, it starts to look super comical. Even the, you know, even the, the most, the, the most heady of, of uh, uh, like the New York Times, reading the front page of the New York Times. I used to be obsessed with reading the New York Times. Like I had a, I had a subscription to the Sunday Times and I thought that I was so smart. And now when I read the front page articles on the New York Times, it's so obvious, the doublespeak, so obvious, the illusion, the spell casting from the headline to the photo, to the main head photo, to, to the ages, to the, ages yeah. the numbers within, all the detailing, you know, the, the truth is right in front of our faces that this is unreal, but we are blinded. We are literally blind to the truth that is, is, is hiding in, in plain sight. It's just hiding in plain sight. And I think that, I think that there's nothing wrong with our vision, you know, our, our vision's fine. It's our comprehension of what we see. Our eyes just take in the data. Our eyes take in the data, but our brain is what processes the information. And I think that our brain, the human mind, the human brain structure is fallible. It's open to illusion. We know this just by the sheer fact that optical illusions exist, where you can go like, whoa, how'd they do that? You know, it's optical illusions and there's a whole slew of types of optical illusions. The optical, dress. The yeah, shoe. the blue dress, yeah. gold dress. Yeah, the, the shoe that changes. Color. And those are just like, th- that's just one specific type of illusion. But there's there's a myriad of types of optical illusions. There's categories of optical illusions because they each, each illusion shows us something different about how our brain can be fooled. So yeah. we know that our brain can be fooled. The sound, the yin and the yang. Yeah, the laurel yanny. Laurel, laurel yanny. Yeah. That came out at the same time. I remember the blue dress, gold dress. Yeah, it was came... around the same time. It just yep. after, I think, the, the sound one come out over mm-hmm. here. Like it was within the same. And what did that teach us? It taught us that, A, all of us can be experiencing reality in a different way. Some people see blue. Some people see gold. Some people hear laurel. Some people hear yanny. 
you know, like every single individual can be experiencing this world through their own comprehension. And we can be experiencing a different world. Some people see blue, some people see gold, you know, like same dress, different, different, different expression, you know, through, through the mind, through the individual minds, a whole different reality can be rendered. And that, that, I mean, that's so important to, to recognize. That is so important to recognize that I think that the majority, you know, all these, all these falsehoods are predicated on knowing that the human mind is fallible in this way is easily tricked. And we don't have our guard up because we just don't realize how easily tricked we are. And even when they tell us, even when they show us so clearly that we are easily tricked, blue dress, but gold dress, you know, that's just showing us, Hey guys, your brain is so easily tricked. We don't connect the bigger dot. We don't like, we don't go, Oh, what else are we being tricked about? What Mm -mm. they're telling you. Mm -mm. You're that being tricked. You're being tricked into trusting that. The telling, look, look how on, look how honest they are. Do you know? Like, mm-hmm. Why would they lie? Why would they lie? Yeah, nobody believes that we're being lied to. Very few people want to believe that they're being tricked. What's that Mark Twain quote? It's easier to deceive a man than to convince him that he has been, been deceived. deceived. There's something to that. It's, there's, there's a saying in that movie, Simone, and it's like it's a, easier to trick a hundred thousand people than it is to trick just one. Mm. I love that that movie was a was a game changer for you. Yeah, I love that. And if you haven't seen Simone, Simone, it's spelled Sim One, S I M, and then a, a zero, right? Oh, zero N E Sim. So if Sim you're looking one, for it, yeah. yeah, Sim One, and it kind of goes into all the stuff that we've we've talked about i mean this was a trigger for rambo's fascination on these unreal entities and we talked about at the beginning you know how do they create how do they create someone a fabricated identity that can fool the public into believing it's real i mean someone that's the entire concept of the whole movie the whole plot line is this celebrity that's been created and has fooled the public because the the shell the 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 outer shell is so shiny and blindingly beautiful and bright that nobody would even think to question the hollowness within and it, everyone it's a loved great movie. The, you know it's, yeah it's, it's a great movie and everyone should watch that Ooh, and guess who else is in that movie evan rachel wood when she's a little girl and now westworld season four upon us she's dolores you know she's uh oh i didn't uh, know he's, he's that, yeah right yeah that's her that. Yeah, but she's she's young. She's a young girl in that in that Simone movie. I'm not sure when Simone came out. But... 2002. Okay. <laughs> 2002, guys. 2002. They're telling us so clearly about these fabricated identities, fabricated entities, celebrities, these stars, these blinding stars. The stars blind us, y'all. I like to say, <laughs> speaking of Independence Day, July 4th, I like to say that um, the stars blind us. And the bars bind us. People call the American flag the stars and bars. <laughs> stars blind us, bars bind us. You know, it's it's a prison. It's a it's a prison of our a prison of our own making. And um, there's a show right now called Severance on on Apple TV. And there was a quote that really just struck me as so prescient. And um, it is the surest way to tame a prisoner is to let him believe he is free. The surest way to tame a prisoner is to let him believe he is free. That hits deep. You know, we is, don't even think. Deep on that. <laughs> yeah. 
And I think that fear is a prison. Fear. Fear is a prison that we happily lock ourselves into. Yeah. We just don't know because we can't see the bars around us. We just can't. I think that the only weapon at the only weapon is deception. And the only goal is fear because fear Everything else is, is the a way to bios. control the public. We, we act on the fear and the deception, you know, yeah, we do. We become our so own. That's how it all becomes real. Yes. Like what we've yes. talked about, how it becomes real. That's because we make it. We make it real. And we real. are our own prison wardens, you know, and this was very apparent in Corona with the masks and everyone getting shamed over not wearing a mask or whatever. We become our own prison guards and prison warden to others, to, to our fellow man, you know? I'm starting to see more people wearing masks. I know it's getting bad. It's getting big over here too. Mm. No, I've not seen anything on the news to say wear masks, but I am the more about I'm seeing more people wearing them again. Like it's a thing, you know, and speaking of virus, fear spreads faster than any virus. I think fear is the virus. Fear infects our minds like a virus and it spreads rapidly through a population like a virus, like we're told a virus. I don't actually believe in viral virus. I, I, you know, look into terrain theory and germ theory. I, it, this is for another time, but I don't actually believe in, in that viruses spread in the way they do. But <laughs> I do believe things do operate like they tell us viruses do spread, the high, high contagions. And I think fear is one of them. I think fear is one of them. And fear allows a governing body to push us, we the people, you know, past our boundaries without using any force. If they can just get us to be scared enough, we will happily lock ourselves down. Happily. We just, we showed that in Corona. Yeah. And they could even, I reckon they, mm. can, they can and will do it again. Yeah. Mm. Well, we got to keep our eyes out, Rambo. Keep our yeah. eyes out. Keep our eyes open. And on that note... Everything is fake. <laughs> Everything is fake. <laughs> we are real. We are yeah. real. Life is real. The experiences that we that we take on day to day are our our own expressions, our our reactions to everything. Oh, that's real, but it is guided by falsehood. And until we take the power back, you know, we're just living. We're we're living in this imaginary land. What, what was the Willy Wonka again? This world of fascination, imagination. Yeah. World of imagination. Yeah, that's where we are. Beyond We're literally in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it goes back to Trump looking like an Oompa Loompa, like orange man. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. They always tell us the truth. <laughs> they do. All right. This is a good one. We'll talk soon, Rambo. Talk soon. That was Realize Radio Season 2. Thank you so much for listening. And for more, follow us on patreon.com slash Radio.